WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Uh, the aftermath of the hurricane in the Carolinas, which I guess for many residents and the journalists covering it all is just unending. Groundhog Day every day, get up and more of the same, more or less. Uh, President Trump, though, visiting the Carolinas today to see some of the devastation and the relief efforts. And CBS's Carolinas correspondent Jim Crisula with us live uh, from uh, Spring Lake, not far from Fayetteville. What can you tell us, Jim? Well, I can tell you the Little River here at Spring Lake, and by the way, Fort Bragg, the Army's Fort Bragg borders Spring Lake. The Little River here today isn't so little. It's about 20 feet above flood stage right now, and uh, big problems in this small town north of Fayetteville. Still very difficult, Alan, to get around across the southeastern corner of North Carolina, and I understand also a couple hundred thousand homes and businesses are still without power. And uh, in addition to needing supplies, many people, I, I guess the other thing that is really starting to hit is uh, days without end, psychologically and otherwise, that this is not going to end anytime soon. That's right. It's a, it's a difficult position for many, many people. And also remember, there are an estimated 10,000 people in shelters, and countless more are staying elsewhere, hotels with family, perhaps they've left the state, and it's very grueling for them, if nothing else. They just don't know the uncertainty. Do they still have homes? What condition are their homes in at this point? And it may be a while yet before they can get back to some of these areas because, again, floodwaters are so high that it could be a couple, three weeks before some of these people get back home and find out if they still have a home. Well, lucky are the people who are uh, maybe able to uh, still communicate with others and tell them that they have a home standing, but uh, not everyone's that lucky. That's right. You know, one of the things I've noticed at the last couple of hotels I've stayed at, a number of older people who have been evacuated from assisted living centers and assisted living homes, and you can tell that just they're dazed, they're confused as to what's going on and and why they're not in their normal routines, and, and your heart just really goes out to those folks. Yeah. If you have an area that is not flooded out, uh, are uh, convenience stores and, and restaurants and businesses operating or no? Because they don't have power or they have other uh, supply problems. It depends the area, I guess. Uh, in the Fayetteville area, yeah, it's pretty much life back to normal, except for those living near the Cape Fear River, which crested today. You go 30 miles south of here to Lumberton, and that town is in really bad shape, as it was during Hurricane Matthew a couple of years ago. And then, of course, the still the very dire situation in coastal Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina, that is, as, again, people lining up for prepackaged meals. They continue to fly in using helicopters, supplies, bottled water, MREs, food, medication, tarps. And, and again, most of that city of 120,000, better than half of it is still without power as well. Do you hear people uh, complaining about uh, the response, be it federal, state, local, or they realize it's just a very, very tough situation? You know, honestly, Alan, I haven't heard one word from anybody to that effect since I've been, and I've been on the road now a week and a half. Of course, you know, just since the aftermath of the storm on Friday. But no, I haven't heard anybody complain about about the disaster response or, or the response from volunteers from across the country and, you know, as well, the first responders. No complaints in that regard that I've heard.
Now, you did not cover him uh, yourself, but the President of the United States uh, ducked in, and from what I could see, uh, seemed to be uh, working with folks and uh, uh, handing out some stuff. It was not a repeat of the throw-the-paper-towel incident in Puerto Rico. Yes, and, you know, from what I've seen and heard of his visit, I I think he did display a lot of empathy for, for victims and and certainly uh, reaching out to family members who've lost loved ones, unfortunately. The death toll is now up to at least 37, at least 27 of those deaths here in North Carolina. Are we going to have uh, some reckoning in, in, in terms of fatalities, that there could still be many undiscovered ones, or are people fairly confident, apart from uh, someone who suffers a heart attack from stress or related now, uh, that they've got most of the fatalities. I think the feeling is that they have most of the fatalities. Now, several of the fatalities, Ellen, have been, and again, this happens quite often, people going around barricades and ending up in, in a high-water situation, and, and that's it for them. Yeah, very distressing. Uh, any timetable where uh, at least half would have power restored and water would have receded? Well, I can tell you I've seen a lot of utility crews, these convoys of utility crews. So, And again, they have made huge inroads. When you consider that back on Sunday, I think it was, Saturday or Sunday, an estimated million homes and businesses in the Carolinas were without power. And as I say, that figures down to about 200,000. Now, some of these very heavily impacted areas could be without power for two or three weeks. And again... There's some areas, many areas, that are inaccessible even for these power crews to try to get in there and start restringing power lines or power power poles, transmission lines, whatever they're going to have to do. And final question, you who as a uh, news guy has covered many a natural disaster, of course it hits home literally for you because you do live in North Carolina, but just compare or contrast with anything else that you've done in your career. I have to say that one of the things with this storm that, that I've had flashbacks to was Katrina in New Orleans when I have seen and heard the use of helicopters to rescue people off rooftops. Wow. Of course, the difference is we don't have a massive facility where the uh, toilets are spilling over and uh, people are pleading for help. And I mean, uh, yes. if there is a situation like that, we haven't heard about it. Well, we, we haven't seen... Fortunately, and then hopefully, Alan never will see again the lawlessness that overtook New Orleans in the days after Katrina. Well, since you did mention that, I mean, I, I saw on the Internet anyway someone complaining about uh, uh, some break-ins or, or some lawlessness. Looting it, yes. In, in, the, in the Wilmington area, in fact, some local TV crews videoed it. They were at this... I think it was a Dollar General store or a family dollar store of some kind. And uh, the police were called, and and the police didn't do anything initially. uh, And they they said that the the chain, the store manager said, leave the people be. Now, I I will say this. In terms of a lot of the looting that I saw in New Orleans after Katrina, Ellen, in, in a lot of cases, people were looting things that I guess you would say they needed just to stay alive. Gotcha. Okay, well, it has to be a very fatiguing thing for you, although I assume you're getting more sleep and all than in the first few days. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jim Crisula. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Alan. Great. uh, Live from a little hamlet or town called Spring Lake, North Carolina, here on WDEL.